You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may have been unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here along with my co-host, India Jackson, ready to get the dialogue going. Hey, Indy. Hey, I'm glad to be here today. We have some really great news. You want to break mm-hmm. it? I'll let you do it. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, it's just been so incredible to see some of you come forth and donate to the podcast. And I think it's really important to also have that transparency of like what happens with this money when you donate, right? And so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel super, super excited about this. And I know you are too, Erica, because one of the things that has been so important for us to have here in Pause in the Play is transcripts for our show notes. We have some hearing impaired people in our community, and they would love to be able to read the episodes instead of listening to them. And it costs a lot of money to have the podcast transcribed by a human so that things aren't lost in translation. And we're just so, so grateful for your donations to be able to make that possible and to bring this message to people that may not find listening to the episodes the best way for them to consume this content. So thank you. Same. I'm going to echo that that same level of, of appreciation and gratitude because for me, this is a piece of allyship in action. This is me saying, okay, I want you to be able to have access regardless of where it is that you are approaching the content from. And so for me to be able to have this be something that is consistently happening going forward, I'm extremely, extremely grateful. And thank you. Oh. Life has been interesting. So Ooh, child. <laughs> <laughs> That's been it mildly. It's an understatement. Um and I just really want to dive into kind of what's been going on because all the things have been going on. So <laughs> Oh my gosh. Did you kind of interest- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. See, this is where I get excited. I started jumping the gun. <laughs> 
So I was wondering if you could walk the listeners through a little bit of like what's been going on in just your life right now. What is things look like um, since this entire craziness that has been the George Floyd fallout? Yes. And this is where, you know, say his name since um, George Floyd was senselessly murdered. Um, it really shifted. You know, I didn't even realize it was happening, but it shifted for me how I showed up and required people to step more into action because I, I had no fucks to give at that moment because I just was not okay with being quiet. I was not okay with being soft about it. And, you know, it, it really shifted how I was giving my message, but it also really showed that that needed to happen. And the people that were listening, I mean, just the, the, the way that it all happened was kind of amazing to me. And so I'm going to step back for a hot second and say that this also shifted in my life. The conversations that I was having with my family, um, sitting this weekend and having a conversation with my son about, you know, the difference in, you know, voting and, you know, what was happening with protests and what this looked like when it came to equity or lack thereof. And with those that um, are, are the family of, that I've created through my, my friends and my cohorts. And, you know, I've had a lot of that. And this is where, for me, conversation being such an important thing, I've had that personally. And it just was being fully reflected professionally for me because I had people that felt comfortable enough, which I'm very grateful for this, to actually have conversations with me, to show up in my DMs, in my inboxes, you know, in all of the workshops and things that I'm giving, um, reposting the podcasts and workshops and things that I've been in and saying, I, I don't know what I don't know. And I'm realizing that. And, you know, for some people even saying, I know I want to do better, sadly, on the heels of microaggressions. Um yeah. So, uh, on the heels, mm, I've seen some of them. They were full blown microaggressions. <laughs> I want to call them aggressions. They weren't even micro. It's like, oh boy. Y yeah, there's, there's been some and they are hard. They're hard to deal with. And I am choosing to not like blow up these people's spot in the sense of you messed up and now I'm gonna yell at you. No, because you know, they're, they're genuinely saying, I want to do better. And when the aggression that's not so micro comes up, they, they don't always know. And they, they're not aware of it. It's kind of like this dog whistle thing. Cause you know, just if you're not aware of the concept of dog whistle politics, you don't hear it because it's not meant for you. And so yeah. they don't consciously understand that this is what this is. And if there's a way to be able to actually, you know, be in conversation and communicate that with them. And I haven't had one time that, no, I'm gonna take that back. I have had some where it's like, oh, I don't know what you mean. I, I'm not talking about them folks. I'm not worried about them. That's a whole nother thing. But as a general statement, the people that are showing up for me, if there is something and I have dialogue with you around it, it's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I'm really sorry. I, I'm gonna do better you know, people are taking ownership and that's an important piece of it. So the fact that people are first of all reflecting, I know I need to do better. Thank you for holding space for me. Um, you know, I never thought about it this way. I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to just kind of work through this and, you know, I, I'm good with that. 
because of the fact that you don't know what you don't know. And I can't expect you to all of a sudden come in and be full-blown Black Panther today because that's not realistic. So you saying that you're ready to make progress and that you are making progress, like I can see where you're, you're shifting it, that's the whole goal. That's the goal. Yeah. I think it's been interesting for me to watch from the outside looking in because DEI is not what I do. And, you know, my journey in this world has been really interesting from the day that you decided you wanted to do DEI coaching until now. Um, But to see so many people, you know, wanting to do and be better. And at the same time, that extra layer of like seeing, but even when they're giving the compliment to you, there's a microaggression peppered in there that they don't even, you know, they don't know what they don't know. Uh, it's, it's really, really been interesting to watch. And so I just want to acknowledge you for navigating that as gracefully as you are um, and really holding space for people to make mistakes and not always, you know, do what <laughs> sometimes I would want to do, which is like, I fuck wrong with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, if I'm being fully transparent, there are absolutely times in my head that I'm like, oh, the fuck are we doing right now? That is absolutely a thing. <laughs> However, I try to catch it before it reaches my mouth and be like, wait, wait. <laughs> like, they don't, they don't know. And it's me trying to almost, again, kind of like, and I've heard people saying this recently, like, I'm, I'm a toddler in this. And it's like, you're not going to like be mad at the little kid. Like, why you ain't standing up straight? Like, I'm yeah. I'm working on this. And so even though I have times where, you know, occasionally I'm still human and it's just like, oh man, come on. Like I'm a person and I have feelings and this is what I do. And this is me stepping into, you know, what I do professionally. And that's where I try to have that uh, that, that tolerance and that patience of like, okay, if I can genuinely see that you're working on it. That is a very different place. But there's also that polar opposite of the people that like, no, you're really not trying. And you just want to say that you are, or you just want the accolades. You want the cookies. That's yeah. a whole nother piece. And so in my head, I'm still going to keep the, the fuck are you doing? Because you don't even want to hear nothing I got to say. You are, you are just like, I know what I'm doing and you don't know my heart. Like, let's not, let's not do this. We about to go to the church. Jesus know my heart. No, please stop. <laughs> please stop. No, I'll just say being the fly on the wall many times. I have a newfound level of appreciation for the kind of space that you hold, um, how I know that there's no way you're not holding some things back or in sometimes out of knowing that saying what's really in your mind is not going to be helpful. There's a lot of nuances to what you do. So kudos for that. This is why you're the coach. (laughs) I'm the consultant. I appreciate that because I, you hope that your intent and your impact lines up. And I've been very fortunate that that is what is being received. But it's also very clear to me that there are going to be people that aren't going to like what I say all the time. And that's a part of it. And so professionally, um, that needs to happen. And in people that are actual clients, like I'm not here to be a yes man. And so there are going to be times that you're, you might, it might not feel good, but you need to hear it. And I think that that's a part of the evolution. And I think that that is a large part of actually stepping into the fact that I want to be better. 
sometimes you're going to have to run up against that, refer back to, I don't know what I don't know. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Nike again. Don't come get me, Nike. It's, it, I'm not, I'm not infringing on nothing. <laughs> you go eat some Nike like it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a time since I've known you where it could be more clear that you are not the diversity dominatrix. Like, mm-hmm. you right. definitely give people grace and room to make mistakes in a way that I don't know most people could. Um, and I know that that has kind of trickled over, not just in life of how people are referencing you and, you know, taking on or consuming your content and being grateful for that or giving you feedback, but it's also showed up in your business life. So could you catch us up to speed on like what business has been like lately? <laughs> busy, very busy <laughs> and not busy. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so busy type of like faux busy. Like not this, this shit is busy. And there's, there's a lot of you know, consulting with people that are like, okay, this is where I am. And, you know, what do I need? How can I, how can I begin to move forward and have more intentionality? And there's a lot of, you know, how do I work through this, you know, programming that I've gotten from my family of origin that I don't, I don't believe it. And I don't want to, you know, subconsciously bring this into what I'm doing. So, you know, what does it look like to begin to actually acknowledge, oh, nope, that one right there, pay attention to that. And kind of having that realization of, okay, there is more work to be done. And a huge part of it for me has been really having this intersection with people that are like, I knew you before and I knew I needed to do this and I, I didn't and I can't make excuses for it but I want to change that or the people that are like I didn't know about you before and I I have a level of comfort with you in which case I want to move into this and I want to be better I want to do better and it's very humbling for people to put that piece of their well-being um, kind of into my hands a little bit and say you know I I'm asking for help I'm asking for support and to be able to know that what I'm doing in that capacity is to shift how how they move through their life, how they execute things in their business, how this is a reflection of them giving amplification and opportunities to people that can then begin to influence what generational wealth looks like for them and those that they care for. What does this look like to begin to create equity in industries that don't have enough of it front facing or internally within these these businesses or even within you know industries like you know I did a workshop last week and that was really beginning to talk about disparities in an entire industry that have been known to be racist and sexist and misogynistic and just problematic at best all the things ageist yes and so it is humbling to have this space of doing something that I love and I'm very passionate about and knowing that it has these far reaching effects that are, are ripples that will continue. It's not just about the one person and that's a huge thing. And I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot and it's a beautiful thing. And I wouldn't want to be doing anything else right now because I feel like I'm setting an example for what is possible 
for those that are trying to work through this. And I'm setting an example for my kids of what it looks like to own your power and your voice and to use it for good. And for, for my own, um, you know, well-being and those that of my family, because I'm not working for free. Like I'm, I'm being paid to do it. And that feels good as well. So people aren't picking my brain for free. You try and I'm not going to let you, <laughs> but you know, I, I think that that's a part of it because it is a business. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious to know, like, if you feel comfortable diving into that business workshop that you did, um, that you mentioned a moment ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was, um, it was the garment that put it on and it was, it was allies. It was all about allyship and it was for the fashion industry and the fashion industry has got a lot of shit with it to be worked on a lot. And so this workshop, and this is where I kind of had a little bit of a moment at one point where I was like, okay, this is, this is life now. This, we're going, we're going to normalize this where there were, there were almost 600 people. And I mean, just shy of 600 people on this, this webinar. And I was just kind of like, okay, all right, cool. Let's, let's do this. (laughs) And to know that this many people put their hand up and said, I want to be a part of this and I want to listen and I'm going to participate. And to say that I am a a maker, you know, a, a small business within this entire fashion industry and that I want to do something different to me, that's a huge part of change because I don't think the change comes from all of the big brands doing it because then like I'll say for me personally, I've had times where I've said, yeah, okay, this is what y'all say, but what's actually happening. These small businesses have an opportunity to really do things differently and to serve differently and to support differently. And for them to show up and say, I want to figure out how being an ally shows up in the, you know, what I make, the way I make it. How do I listen to people? Who am I listening to? Who am I centering? Who do I want to make sure knows that, you know, I not only will take your money, but I want to support you. Like there was, there's just something really powerful about that because the fashion industry is, is known to have a whole lot of fuckery with it. I can't even say something, a whole lot of fuckery <laughs> with it. So I came into the workshop towards the end because I was with a client um, for the first part. But one of the things that really stood out to me is people having questions around like donating part of their proceeds to Black Lives Matter related organizations um, Mm -hmm. and really just trying to navigate that fine line between performative action versus like a larger goal um, of almost like paying reparations. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm just wondering, like, what is your take on that? So first of all, anytime I see people that are donating, first of all, why are you donating? Are you donating because that's the thing to do right now? Are you donating because the act of donation keeps you from actually taking any other action within your business? Is it performative? Is it just some surface? Like, look, I gave money, right? Y'all, y'all not going to come for me because I, I gave money. I'm, I'm safe. I'm a good white person. Like, that's what I don't want. I want to make sure that any actions that are being taken and donating is an action. Uh, how does that actually play into the other actions that are taken within the business. How does this play into 
you know, what else is happening to create a more equitable environment from the people that you're selling to, to the people that you're working with. And that's everyone from, you know, supply chains, um, supply chains to packaging, to uh, your marketing, customer service, there's a number of pieces. And so if this action is a piece of a larger action plan and the execution of it, cool. But let's make sure that this is not a check the block thing. Because throwing money at the problem still leaves the problem. Yeah. And so it makes me think about another question that I saw popping up um, in re- a lot of different ways. <laughs> but like when we're now no longer trying to put money on the problem and we're actually like looking at arranging things or doing things differently, um, I saw a lot of people asking like, in some form or another, how can I make my stance or my intentions or my ethics like more clear front facing beyond just hiring people of color or whatever? And I'm like, I have my thoughts about that question, but I'm just wondering where yours are. (laughs) So I want to know your thoughts and I'm going to say that I think, so I'm going to give an example of, um, a local friend of mine that has a tea brand and there was something that she did that really stood out to me. This is um, someone that I I know and I have a relationship with her. So therefore like I, I had um, a point of reference on it, but um, her name is Brittany. She owns white tea in um, Baltimore area. And she not only did a post on Instagram now full transparency, Instagram does not absolve you from doing other actions, but Instagram is a part of your marketing. So it is not meant to be the only thing, nor is it meant to be left dormant. So I want to acknowledge that. But she put up a post and she made her stance clear, but then she also named, I want to say it was like 10 or 12, if not 15 other black owned brands that did tea, coffee and food in this area. And so she didn't take it as an opportunity of, let me just talk about me. She's like, wait, let me tell you about the other people that I know that do this too. And I thought that there was something really powerful in that because I know that she's done things with other people along the way. I know she's done pop-ups at, you know, my salon, Silver Immersion. We have two floors. So I've used my studio to do pop-ups before. And so to see someone that is like, okay, I need, I need for it to be clear what our stance is and let me also amplify other brands that you may not have known about, some of which I didn't know about. And so I think that there's something powerful in seeing what is the collective whole of what I can do. And there's a number of things that go into that. And I think where people get in the trouble is they look for one thing. What's that one thing that I can do? And then that's it. Yes, it's good to find one because it gets you in action, but don't think that that one is enough. And once you do yeah. that, then what? What's next? Don't stop. Like, that's where I feel like people are like, you know, oh, just give me that one thing. Like I, I, I was at another event that I had done and there was something about at one point, um, the way it was kind of like, okay, well, can what's the one thing? And I'm like, well, I gave you a number of things, but I can't like. There's no like one thing that I can give to this whole room because if I've talked to a number of people in here and everybody's at a different place doing something different and they all look different. So what I'm going to refer to this black person that's in this professional space is going to be different than this, um, 
white person that's in more of like a um, employee role, I'm like, wait, they're like, stop looking for this check to block. Stop looking for me to give you that thing that's going to absolve you of everything. Please don't do that. And that's where I struggle. I'm like, don't use me that way. Don't use the movement that way. That's not okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you landed on my thoughts, but in a more positive light. So we'll roll with that, which is (laughs) (laughs) what I'm seeing sometimes is even when people are meaning well and are trying to do something to facilitate change and being better, their question is rooted in centering themselves, period. You know, and I think using your friend's company and how she navigates that and amplifying the voices of black owned, you know, tea brands and things is a really great example of how you can be supportive and look at community instead of competition and also amplify other brands instead of just centering, well, my brand's doing this. Ooh, child. It was, <laughs> and it was a lot of that happening. And that foolishness is performative because it is the me show. And yeah. the problem isn't that you did it. The problem is when you do it and if somebody addresses it or you catch them on the wrong moment and they call you out, what do you do? Yeah. Getting defensive and things like that. No. Uh-huh. Because all you did was prove that they were right. Don't yeah. like stop being, I, I didn't do that. And y- y- you did. And I, I, I didn't say that this was like, it, it, it's not fatal. What can you do to course correct? Stop worrying about trying to save your little delicate sensibilities and figure out what the fuck you need to do to change it. Okay. I didn't got, get off my soapbox real quick. <laughs> So the other thing I noticed, correct me if I'm wrong, is I felt like I saw people getting a lot of great one things, more than one thing. And yet looking for the one thing at the end, I think might have been an excuse to not do anything. Like just pick one of the things you heard. Like I gave you like 10 things, just pick one of them. There you go. Exactly. And I know that there is this part of us that like, I mean, I've done, I don't know how many workshops just this past couple of months alone. And I get it. We get to the end. Here's your one thing. I want to put you in action. Yes, yes, yes. But I have, if I had been talking to you for the past 45 minutes and you still are looking for one thing, you ain't hear nothing I said. Nothing. Yeah. Because it might be a defense mechanism to keep you stuck either way. Exactly. Because yes, there is a place that I can get, you know, there's a one thing, but at the same time, it's like, there's no one blanket thing. And I think that's where I'm getting really, I'm having a lot of issues right now with that question. Because for example, in the workshop last week with the garment, I couldn't give one thing to a room with almost 600 brands that were on live listening. That did not include textile companies in India, some were influencers in Canada, some were, you know, actual like clothing manufacturers and designers. I mean, they were all over right. the board in that industry. So you gave a and lot so, of things back on. Exactly. And so <laughs> that's just the people that were live. That's not the people that went back and listened to the replay. And so with that, you can't then say, okay, so what's the one thing? Because there's no one thing for everybody. That's the whole point. Don't get so wrapped up into that that you miss the point of being in action and you miss the opportunity to figure out what you need to do to do your work. Don't dilute it that way. That's not, that's, that's performative because you looking for your check the block. That's not the thing. I, whenever I'm in a space, um, 
you know, especially when I'm with you in a space, I kind of read where people are at. What are they thinking? What are they wondering? What are they feeling? I think that, well, A, I'm in marketing industry, so you got to understand <laughs> where your people are at in order to be able to uh-huh. meet them where they're at. Um, but one of the main things that I notice is that there was a lot of fear, um, a lot of fear yeah. and and feeling like we're not doing enough, um, a lot of realizing that maybe what we were doing was the wrong thing. Not that there's a right mm-hmm. or wrong thing, but like I noticed like somebody had said something about um, realizing that when they're hiring a person of color, it can come off and appear like they're fetishizing them or being a performative ally. Um, I noticed people realizing that like maybe they're tokenizing their black friends, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, people wondering their next thing to do. Like I've done this and I know I need to do more. What do I need to do next? Or I don't know where to begin. Um, And I think that that shows up in that person, you know, after at least 40 minutes in, they're like, what's the one thing? You know, feeling mm-hmm. stuck um, and not really knowing how to apply specifically to them the information they consumed. So I see this come up a lot and I feel like part of it is I think that there's some shame in it. I haven't done it. I didn't know. And I have so much that needs to be changed and so much that I need to unlearn. And, oh my gosh, I can't, how did, how did I get here? I don't, I don't know where to start. And it can feel overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it can feel very scary in this way of like, I've already fucked up this much. I don't want to fuck it up anymore. I don't want to knowingly be that person. I'm seeing what happens. I don't want to do that. And it can, it can be very scary, but that's also where, there is a point to where I think that I think that it does boil down to, okay, so with where I am right now, what can I do differently? And to be honest, you listening to this podcast right now is one of those things. I don't know what your finances look like. And it's not my point to come in and look rifling through your, your piggy bank and your purse, um, man purse, whatever. So, (laughs) you know, if you're listening to this podcast, this is, this is one thing that you are listening to that is going to begin to give you places to consider what have I been doing? What can I do differently? What shifts can I make? You know, people so generously, as we talked about in the beginning, donated because it is free for you to listen. It is not free for us to make it. And so they're supporting that. That is an action. And if you're interested in donating to the podcast, you can hover over to pauseintheplay.com and on the homepage of the website, you can scroll down and there's an option to support the movement. I love okay. you. I love you. Yes. Um, and, it's, and it's true because in order to keep this free, those donations help with that. Um, and so there's that. But the reality is, is just like any other part of your business, if you would pay for support, you should pay for this support as well. And I know for some people, this can be challenging because this can put you in this place of like, this is scary to do alone. I don't really know if this is just me thinking or feeling this or, oh my gosh, what, you know, <laughs> does anybody else like struggle with this thing? And, you know, like there's something about having those conversations and that dialogue in a space of being able to say, 
uh, yeah, screw this up and I don't know how to fix this. Or what does this look like when you do this in your marketing? What have you experienced? Um, you know, I didn't know anything about this. And then somebody popping in and being like, here's an article, go read about it. Um, and this is something that happens in pause on the play, the community. So that point of like, I'm overwhelmed and I don't know what to do. The benefit of coming into the community is, is that everyone is in there to be able to benefit from the intersection of what India and I do. And that is my DEI work and her marketing efforts. Because what happens is your DEI work shows up in your business and your marketing. And so if you are not consciously owning it and writing that story for yourself, it will be written for you. And doing that on your own can have you in the echo chamber of your head doing all type of foolishness. And it's, and, and you can get burned out or just feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it. Screw it. I'm done. I give up. And so being able to do that with, with community, there's something really powerful about that. Yeah. And I mean, I think that when you start doing this work and just from what I've seen happening and the conversations that we're having within our community right now, um, it's not just your business. It's not just your marketing. That's a lot of what we talk about here, but it goes so much deeper. It yes. comes into your conversations with your family. It And sometimes those don't always go well. And so mm-hmm. I think having access to a room of people that are there to support, that you can come in at any given time and ask for the, to listen or to give you feedback um, is so important because I think sometimes we start out with a conversation, you know, that we think is going to go one way and it just, it doesn't always go the way that we hope for. And sometimes we really do need that support. I've seen people have big conversations with family, you know, mm-hmm. big conversations with their kids, their parents, their partners, you know, about racism right now. And it's a really um, charged and emotional subject. Yes. Very much so. That's not something you want to do by yourself. That's not something that you want to go into without a support system to be there in case those conversations don't go the way that we hoped for. And this is why, again, knowing that there is a room of people that are from different industries, different places within their journeys, different places in their journey, not only professionally, but, you know, within DEI and it's not about, oh, you don't know that. Why don't you know that? You haven't done that already? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. None of that. It is a space to be able to actually navigate where you are and being able to have other people around you that you can see, regardless of if they're they're just starting, they're a little bit, you know, more advanced maybe than you. And I don't mean to say it like it's a course, but, <laughs> you know, maybe they've been doing it longer. But there's this space of like, it doesn't matter where I am where I am is where I am. And that's okay. And I think that there's a lot of power in being allowed to be where you are, knowing that everybody is moving forward. And it's not about leaving any behind or passing anybody. It just is what it is. Absolutely. And, you know, I've seen as a side note from that, that it's also been support when you decide that you want to use your voice in a more powerful way and start your podcast, giving feedback on podcast mics. I've seen you know, people sharing clients with each other, people supporting each other's businesses and, you know, purchasing products and services from one another. So 
it's support all around. I think that there's a beautiful thing when you have a very close and empathetic community of people there to to really have your back. Agree. And for me, again, it's so powerful to have this place that not only can you kind of work through your evolution, but you're also in there with people that you're getting a bird's eye view into what their ethics look like. And so therefore Mm -hmm. you're now able to support and share business with these people. Oh, you do that. I have a friend that needs that. Oh, wait a minute. But my friend does that too. And like, it's actually that marketplace aspect, because again, we're all business owners and you're able to do it with intention. And you have a clear idea of what people stand for, what they stand against. And you know what it means to vote with your dollars. Absolutely. So, we are going to then send you over to pauseontheplay.com to be able to learn more and you can apply. If you have questions about it, you know, you can always hop on the email list. And when we send that email out, you can just, you know, kind of hit reply on that. But if you have questions about the community, come on over and talk with us. But it's definitely a place that I think you should check out. And so as always, we love being here, having these real conversations about the challenging things and making them a part of your everyday exchanges. So make sure that you cross lines, recreate boundaries and support and not separate today. We're looking forward to talking with you and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?